Hi, this is Krista Renee from the 90 Day Podcast. And my next guest today is known for her homemade cranberry sauce and many more delicious and savory foods that she prepares for her family. Welcome, Stephanie Chisholm. How are you today? Great, and yourself? I am doing well. I am doing well. Uh, Stephanie, I want to start by asking, when did you start making cranberry sauce? Well, I knew about making my own cranberry sauce back in the late 60s from my mother. But I made it last year for my children's father, who usually uh, he's down south for Thanksgiving, but he had gotten sick, so he came back to Connecticut early. And my granddaughter and I wanted to do something special for him. So we made the cranberry sauce. And he loved it. And he since passed. But since he passed and he loved it so much, I figured I would make some in his honor this year. And so I did. Okay. So that was your sole purpose of the creation of your cranberry sauce? Yes. To honor my children's father, yes. Okay. Now, do you consider yourself an entrepreneur who has created something fantastic? Well, I heard that it was very good. I enjoy it. And, you know, it's good for people that doesn't like canned food. Like myself, I have diabetes, so I really don't use any canned goods. But an entrepreneur, that would be nice. But I would, I'm thinking about dabbling into it because my children think that I should sell more of the things I prepare because they you know restaurants and people that are selling dinners on the side they taste it and they say mom this is not that good and these people are making lots of money and their food is not that good right so. now you did mention that you learned from Medea Yes, I did. Okay, so what are some of the things you learned off Medea that transitioned into today? Well, she was always cooking and baking, and she really didn't do recipes. She just told me how to do it and this and that, like cream corn. She, she taught me how to milk the cob and all that stuff. And the first thing I would cook with my Madea was a German chocolate cake. Mm-hmm. I still make German chocolate cake, pineapple upside down cakes, and seven up cakes, one, two, three, four cakes. So I do I do more baking than cooking, and my cooking is stuff like what I learned from being in Texas, like fried ribs. Mm, and that sounds good. <laughs> it's really it's really good, and it it cooks faster than you wait on a rib on a grill. <laughs> What is your special sauce for the fried ribs? Um, well, my cousin, Rachel, we call it Cousin Rachel's Drizzle. It's something that's sweet and sour that she drizzle on it. But I just like mine fried. And, well, I guess you can do barbecue sauce or whatever. But I just like mine fried. Actually, I made some Saturday. Oh, wow. And it didn't last. <laughs> Oh, wow. Well, when it's good, it's good. Nothing's going to last in your house when it's good. Yeah, I, you know, like, my class, you know, they do a lot of reunions, where we do reunions and get together. So, the first time I brought some to 
to the reunion, it went fast. And so, you know, people steps make this for me. And I was like, well, I'll tell you how to make it. Wow. <laughs> I don't, there's no shame. Listen, uh, this is how you make it. Like what they say, teach a man to fish. Yeah. Yeah. So would you say Medea could be a mentor for you? Well, she was my mentor. Um, and she had, she passed away in her mid-50s and she had over 30 grandchildren. Oh, wow. She, she only had four children. <laughs> well, actually, no, three children. My mother, my auntie, and my uncle. But she had a lot of children. When we came up here from Texas, we, she had a lot of grandchildren already. Oh, okay. So are you originally from Texas? Yes. Oh, so that's why the famous ribs and all that come into play. Because Texas yes. is known for grilling and the ribs. Yes, because one time I had made some, um, what you call it, steak. And somebody saw me put flour on it. It's like, you put flour on your steak. Then they tasted it like, wow. Anything you want a crust on, you put flour on it. And I love to make chicken fried steak. Mm. You know? So this that's really good. And um yeah. It's mostly Texas eat <laughs> um what what is that? Um hot water cornbread, wow. dumpling, yeah, wow. stuff like that. Wow, so you really throw down. Well, like I said, David loves to cook. I watched him on the video, he's in there cooking and smiling. I was like, I don't be in the kitchen looking like that. <laughs> So making cranberry sauce, would you consider that a part-time job for you? No, um, a lot of people liked it. And they was like, oh, you need to put um, ocean spray out of business. And I, older women, you know, cause I really, like I said, well, let me tell you something. Anytime you want it, just call me and I'll whip up some. Because I went and got a lot of things that helped me fill my, my jars. I went and bought things like that to make sure they seal tight and right. delicious everything sounds delicious um did you go ahead i'm sorry go ahead i said did you taste it no but i, I was that was my next question i would love to taste some of your cranberry sauce oh i thought david gave you some no and was he supposed to <laughs> was he supposed to no, well, that's how I thought you heard about it because he said, you know, he tasted it and I gave him some in the shop and he was supposed to pass up the shot. I gave him two jars to sell the people, you know, one of it. And he said, everybody that tasted it liked it, blah, blah, blah. But then he told me about you. And I was like, okay, I just figured you tasted it and wanted to talk to him. But yes, and I have a friend, like I make some of this gel and I have some that has little chunks in it. And I have some that, you know, little cranberries still in it. And um, 
some with pecans in it. Mm -hmm. My girlfriend especially ordered that, so that went well also. No, matter of fact, um, Donnie, who works at um, Pro Park, he told me about the cranberry sauce. Okay, because I gave it to David Scruz. Okay, now he must work around the facility in that car washing facility? Yes, he worked at car wash, I believe. Okay, yeah. Cause... Um, not downtown Hartford, but um, over there by the hospital, I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he details. Yes, yes. And he was telling Donnie about it, and I'm like, wow, I... I must interview her because if it's that good, I have to interview her. Now, um, do you um, do you usually carry cranberry sauce around? Like if you, like on the weekend, you might, would you suggest to yourself, okay, well, let me bring some samples and just, just in case I'm out and somebody might want to sample some cranberry sauce. That's what I was doing. I was going out for Thanksgiving because right before Thanksgiving, like my granddaughter, I'd take her to the bus stop and I asked her when they're at the bus stop, they all bought it. And um, I met the school and then I had a lot of friends I went to school with. And um, yeah, I wore them off it all of us, you know, and I had little shot glasses, I put it in a shot glass, little plastic, what do you call it? Yeah, I guess a fish shot cup. Yeah. And um, little spoons for them to taste it. Everybody enjoyed the little spoons too. It's more like this. <laughs> and uh, I talked to people like, oh, I don't eat cranberry sauce. And I'm thinking, well, I don't eat cranberry either. Cranberry sauce, like, just eat it. But after they eat it, they roll it in their mouth like, yeah, this is good. Because one girl said, well, I'm not going to be here for Thanksgiving. And I said, well, just try it. She said, okay. And roll it around in her mouth. And she said, I'll take two. <laughs> okay. Oh, my goodness. I, American Legion for a minute because my friend worked there and I said there and I sold a few there. Yeah, I did pretty good. I made my money back. Right. And, uh, yeah, so I was happy with it. And I have a couple of friends. Okay, I'm going to have to see what they sent my son. Um, like I said, he, um, he gave some out at his job. He's a school bus driver. Mm -hmm. And they, they, they're like, Kawame, you got me licking the inside of this shot glass, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> When he gave him the jar, one girl ate two jars on the bus. And oh. um, told him, yeah, I ate most of the jars. I said, well, tell her to call me next week so I can give her some pills for her diabetes because eating all that stuff. Right. <laughs> ate both jars. And people put it on toast, biscuits, cornbread, whatever. They, you know, because they, they use it as a jam or a jelly. But like I said, it's cranberry sauce. It's a little sweeter. And then for those who don't like that sweet, I would make theirs not as sweet. Right, so right. Put it in order. I must, I, I, listen, I must taste the cranberry sauce and I have to try the fried ribs because that is good. Now, the fried ribs, that's, doesn't matter whether it's beef or pork. I only did pork. Okay. Thank you, and I Lord. Thank you. <laughs> I said thank you, Lord, because I love some pork ribs. Yeah, I, I, I like what does it cost? I like spare ribs, but um, my 
daughter-in-law purchased what you call those, the little baby bag. And that was pretty good too, but I don't know. I, I like that long rib and I enjoy it. Mm, mm, mm. Now you got my mouth watering. <laughs> you got my mouth watering. <laughs> well, then let me, one time I had made some cream corn and we was at like some kind of event. This man got on the bike and said, if y'all didn't taste that cream corn, y'all crazy. That cream corn is that he just praised that cream corn. And I was like, okay now. <laughs> so, yeah. And then my granddaughter, I hear her in the kitchen like, Girl, what you doing? Nothing, my dear. Then I go in there and drop a couple of corns from trying to just take it and put it in her hand just to eat. I was like, girl, just get you a bowl and eat that corn. And she loves it. <laughs> Okay, so besides the cranberry sauce, what new ideas are you planning to help build your platform even bigger? Well, like I said, my children tried to get me to do some plates. Mm. And, um, I, see, I, but see, I need a little help in the kitchen because I, I have, my back is bad on me. That's all I said. What kind of medicine did you pick up? Because they just gave me a new medication and I'm going to get a patch soon. But they had to take some tests before they can do that. So mm-hmm. I need, like, I'm old-fashioned. When I make my potato salad, I like to cut mine up. I don't use gadgets. Right. Because it liquidates the stuff. So I cut up really small because it's nobody wants to see all the texts once you want that flavor. Right. So I do cook a lot. And I might start making plates because my children really want me to. And I'm gonna make sure you get a plate, my dear's plate. Oh my God! Oh, please do. Um, I, <laughs> oof, my mouth is watering right now. My mouth is watering for some ribs oh, really? and the corn and the cornbread and everything else that you would just put on that plate. Oh my okay. God! And then when you live in a different state and you're growing up in different areas and um, just like me, I mean, I was um, raised, you know, of course with my mom and um, she loved to cook when she were younger and she always had us in the kitchen and I, being a middle child, found myself always stuck in the kitchen with her, helping her. Um, So I do enjoy making recipes. just out of the blue recipes, my maybe my own recipes, but um, I never was that person that, um, you know how some people could cook so good that they could just make a bowl of cereal taste good? Mm-hmm. <laughs> my mama say, I'm fixing some food. You just throw this together, throw that together, and make a meal. Because, <laughs> like I said, when I was growing up, I, you know, people started coming up when I got grown and had my son. I was like 21, had my own apartment and everything. So friends came over and they, you know, you could get cabbage with hot dogs. I was like, okay, yeah. Because my grandmother, my dad used to make a big old pot of cabbage and take some, wait, it was freights back then, freights, about two packages and cut them in half because she was feeding all these grandchildren. So we, and hot water going bread, we had a whole meal. Mm-hmm. And so that's what, that's what you call fixing something. He fixed something. That, of course, we all had that big old pot of oatmeal. And I never I never knew, because we would eat rice, and she would put butter, 
cinnamon and sugar on it. And when I got in Project Concern and they sent me to Hopewell Glastonbury School, they made some plain white rice. And I'm like, who's going to eat that? Like, what is sugar? <laughs> no, that's, I was in the third grade when I realized that everybody didn't eat sugar and cinnamon on a on a rice. Right. So, but I guess it, it was good. But yeah, my dear, she made her own wine because we lived on 25 Bob Street and we had a grapevine. We had all kind of fruit and stuff in our backyard. So she would make grapes. I'll never forget that she would strain it with old, not old diapers, but the, the white diapers. Mm-hmm. That you, and she would strain the grapes with that. And I, you know, of course, mm-hmm. we. You know, the little memories in your mind, how, how stained that little white diaper used to be. Right. Yes. But she used to cook all the time for the whole, like, my auntie and my uncle, we all lived in that house. It was a very big house. It has since been torn down, and now it's Barbara Arms. But most of that area was our house, 25 Barbara Street. We had a very big house. Yeah. And, you know, I, I, I could really see it happening. I mean, really, you going, you know, selling your food and um, because the things you mentioned, I don't think too many restaurants sell authentic food like that nowadays. Everything is, you know, um, everything is just either it's, it's, I'm not going to say it's thrown together, but, um, I don't think it has that authenticness. That love. Thing. Yeah, yeah. And the, my cousin had a restaurant. It was called Silver Spoons. Was it Silver Spoon? Um, it was right after you passed Tower Avenue, and she was doing pretty good. But she catered more to the Jamaican. She didn't put the soul food on it because she did soul food too, but. She was catering more to the Jamaican. I was like, you know, Rachel, there's a lot of Jamaican restaurants on the strip. You should make it so everybody knows that it's more than Jamaican food. Because like right. I said, and but she had got sick and she couldn't go back to work there, so she just gave up the restaurant. But you know, I had made her some potato salad and the fried ribs, and she did well with it. But within like a month, she had got sick. Oh, wow. But she wants to go back to selling food because she's very good at it. And, like, she makes great Jamaican food. Right. And, um, you know, she called me up to make her prime rib because that's all my mother ate. So I cook a lot of prime rib and it was on sale for five ninety nine. Wow. This okay. past week, yes, and it's usually, like, over $20, $20 a pound. Right. So I got some. I had some cut and we was doing good for, um... Christmas or was it Thanksgiving? Thanksgiving we had to find real. Mm. So would you ever consider you and her going into business together and just you know? Yes. Looking, okay. Yes. Well, that would be dynamic. Yes, because she has she like I said she did it she has done it before so she knows what to do and she's a little she's like ten years younger than I am so I know she's tired of working at the Institute of Living you know right. and she's very competitive. She, she look like Big Mama. She, she's a healthy young woman, and you know, can cook. Her mother used to 
everything her mother cooked to me was sweet. Everything was sweet, sweet, sweet. Mm-mm. And buttery. Okay. <laughs> I can't forget that butter. Buttery. Her <laughs> stuff was made with butter, sugar, and love. <laughs> Well, whenever you um, create or make another plate, please think of me. Call me up because I will come over and I will pick it up. I can't wait to taste it. And um, I just want to say thank you for taking the time out to speak with me today on your homemade cranberry sauce. It's been a pleasure. Um, I wish you nothing but success, whatever you do in the near future. Um, so, I mean, I hope your kids um, take on this family tradition and don't let it die out. Please continue oh, to let, let it grow. Yeah. I Like I said, I had my son in the kitchen with me. And I was like, okay, Dave's fine. Put this in there. Put this. He said, Ma, you try to give me that recipe on the slide just in case something happened to me. He, he would know how I did it. He said, I don't even want to know. So all he did was clean the jars and dry the jars for me and left the room. Right, right. But my granddaughters, they willing. They willing because they, they said, oh, this doesn't taste nothing like this stuff in the can. So I have two granddaughters that knows the recipe. Oh, wow. That sounds good. That sounds good. But listen, I don't want to take up too much of your time. I I just love the fact that you're you're just so creative when it comes to food. Um, I'm trying to be more creative when it comes to food myself. And um, hopefully, like I said, when you when you, whenever you make that plate again, I don't know when, but whenever you do, please think I- of me. I will call you up. Oh. Okay. And make you get, I will have make you a whole sample plate. Okay. I can't wait. I can't wait. Well, listen, um, thank you for your time today. And my name is Crystal Renee from the 90 Day Podcast. And I'm talking to Stephanie Chisholm. And she has her famous homemade cranberry sauce. And hopefully when she is ready to just have her um, um, start making food and start selling it, she'll come out and advertise to advertise it so that everyone can taste her lovely and savory, delicious food. Thank you very much. You're quite welcome. Enjoy your day. Enjoy your night. And we'll be talking soon. Thank you. Thank you. Have a great year. You too. Bye-bye.